Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson. It is Friday, February 19th, and we are already almost done with February. Wow, that's crazy shit, man. This time keeps like going by so fast, you know, COVID and all that. But anyway, how the fuck you guys doing today? I'm doing all right, you know, for it being cold as shit here in the uh, Louisville, Kentucky area. This past week, you know, had a had a snow day, had some sent home early from works kind of thing, which is kind of weird because, you know, they kind of leave it on us to decide that. Got my text at like 5.30 in the morning saying, hey, we're going to suspend operations today. So that was fucking cool. Yeah, today, Tantivy from Wisconsin, you know, the wasteland, the barren wasteland of the north as it is, you know, kind of like... That fucking frozen tundra in the United States. Super cool fucking band. Released here recently a 12-inch EP. Be sure to listen to some of those today on the show because I'm going to be playing a couple of tracks from it. But yeah, last week I talked about Metal Injection and Metal Sucks and Loudwire, all these fucking places. And how I've kind of said that they've become the National Enquirer of Music and Metal Reporting. Because they only post these fucking ridiculous negative fucking features and shit. Or positive features on somebody who's notoriously an asshole. There was a comment that was left on on one of the pages from somebody, from a listener. And they were like, yeah, they've become the TMZ of metal. And it's like, you know what? They really have. And that's really probably a better way of putting it, because I think TMZ is more of a worldwide entity now than just like our, uh, the National Enquirer or the Sun in the United Kingdom was at one time. So yeah, they're the TMZ of metal, and I commented that on uh, metal <laughs> metal injections page, and somebody was like, "How do you figure like keyboard warrioring me?" And then I went to reply to it, and they either blocked me or deleted the comment because I couldn't see anything. So I was like, yeah, that's if you have to either delete your comment or block me because of it, you know that it's fucking true. So yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, fuck the TMZ metal world, you know. Sorry, not sorry, I guess. Because, 
yeah, I would like to have a non-biased fucking metal world posting out there, but, you know, it's unfortunately with those companies, it's really not happening. They, they're agenda-pushing just as bad as fucking CNN and Fox News. So anyway, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week. Thank you to the Patreon subscribers out there. Thank you to everybody who listens on whatever podcast site you listen on or on the website. And if you are looking for any other places to find the Metal Forge, it's everywhere is all branded Metal Forge Radio. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Space Hay is all branded to Metal Forge Radio as well as the website MetalForgeRadio.com where you can actually be interactive and submit questions to the show and leave some comments on there and I will put questions. You can see who's coming up as the upcoming guests. You can ask them questions and I'll ask them for you. So also, I would like to thank Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Tattoo Charlie's, Better Days Records, The Wrestling Steve Show, and you guys just for listening because you're fucking awesome. So, let's get into some Tantivy from the frozen tundra of Wisconsin. This is I Am The Wolf.
Metalheads, I have Adam Gurink on the phone from Tantavi in Wisconsin. Dude, how you doing today? Dude, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Just living the dream. You know, putting out this podcast has been just so fucking cool over the last couple of years that, like, I get to talk to so many awesome fucking bands. And you talk to, I get to talk to so many cool people that, like, they branch off and splinter, and you don't know that these people know so many more. And it's like the six degrees of separation. So that's that's really cool to me. But while we're here, you all just released Eyes in the Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's our first release, and we started jamming back in... Well, we officially started jamming back in February 2020, and we were talking about starting in, like, fall 2020. 2019 and we got some songs together and now we got that out right on so you're a two-piece band you've done uh vocals guitar and bass and you have john who is on drums yes with the the whole pandemic you know you kind of started around you know that same time period were you all planning on doing an album and going on to like a tour and then did it get stifled? How did that work? Well, when we first started talking about jamming, I was playing in my band Wardens and John was playing in his band Elms. You know, this was uh, before COVID and stuff. And we were just like riding mountain bikes together and, you know, but in our free time, because that's, you know, kind of how we started hanging out. We kind of we kind of started talking about starting like an old school metal band on the side just for fun. Yeah, uh, so we started jamming and we got a bunch of songs and uh, this was just kind of like, you know, just for fun type of thing. And then, well, we started like, you know, during COVID. So shows and tours, we're not even really thinking about that yet. That's what I'm saying. That's right what on. I'm <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much become one of these like passion project kind of side project deals because like mm-hmm. you said, you're both in other bands. And you just kind of got together and said, hey, what if we did like this? What I'm referring to now is a, a more, uh, it's in that vein of the, the traditional heavy metal sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see here that it looks like on the EP that you had actually worked with Trevor Church on that. From uh, Yeah. Now it looks like he was doing the mixing and mastering to it. Yes, correct. Right on. Now, did he actually publish that for you guys as well? Did he put that under his label? No, it's it's oh. not on his label. It's he. We just hit him up and had him uh, mix and master it. Right on. Right on. Yeah, he's such a cool dude. Yeah, for sure. As things get somewhat back to normal with being able to possibly play shows, is this ever going to be a thing where you all do play anything? Yeah, for sure. We do want to play shows someday. <laughs> when they come back and and everything's good but uh you know we also don't really we don't really want to try to do it as a duo so because you know it's not written as a duo like so yeah you have to bring somebody in to either play guitar or play bass yeah it's just you know it's a strange time right now to be like forming a band you know it's it's easier it's easy for two people to like like a guitar player and a drummer you know to start a band right now is easier than getting like an actual group of people to like you know form a band right now but but uh yeah we're definitely working on getting a full lineup going and playing some shows and uh you know we're just gonna do whatever definitely (laughs) so yeah it's just one of those things you gotta you gotta you've got the material out there and now you just gotta feel it out and wait for things to get somewhat back to normal so you can actually go out and play shows and perform this awesome fucking material out in front of everybody. Yeah, John and I both really like playing live. It's kind of hard to just like sit here and try to write songs and not play shows because it's like sometimes I feel like I'm just forcing myself to write a song. 
and I, but like, you know, cause I miss, you know, go, going out on the weekends and loading up the van and playing shows. Right. Really, you know, like kills the time between songs, you know, like writing songs, you're gigging and then you're writing and then, and now I'm, you know, we're just sitting here. So yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. The, the downtime between playing shows is where where the writing should happen and now that that's not there you almost feel compelled to write all the time yeah yeah i do (laughs) i feel like i can't write fast enough but yeah it's weird um during this pandemic a lot of people are writing and they're just writing a lot right you know and i think that's kind of what that's helped that kind of you know how tent tibby started was because of that you know we started in jamming in february so you know like over the summer we wrote the songs so you know that was just the downtime sitting around but uh you, you know it's hard to stay motivated right well and i think a big portion of that too is you know there's got to be a lot of quality control that goes in because not everything that you're gonna write is gonna satisfy that need i guess of being a writer being a musician you know so yeah you, you're gonna have to i'm sure with the the five songs on the ep there's probably some that that you all had written that maybe yeah. weren't up to snuff to you knew when you had those five yeah like we've got to get these down yeah we've got to put these out yeah so when we first started jamming we were gonna like in our heads we thought we were gonna sound more metal like more um i don't know more like epic metal and more like less punk and less rock and rolly i guess right but um you know i was listening to a lot of haunt a lot of stuff like uh, megaton sword uh, uh eternal champion stuff like that you know and i i love dio and like one of my favorite bands is three inches of blood so but you know i also love motorhead and stuff like a nepsy so but like we never we didn't really intend on sounding kind of how we sound it was like supposed to be more metal when we started jamming just kind of started taking on a different feel because Everything we put out are songs that we like didn't like force at all. Like just whatever comes up is and whatever's fun is is, is what we end up doing. Right. And uh Yeah, I mean every it sounds like what you're trying to say is that everything just had this natural feel to it. Yeah. And instead of yeah. forcing to forcing it into a box of saying you know this has to be thrash or this has to be heavier this has to be heavier it kind of took the shape of what it did and it be, and it was the most organic thing that happened. Yeah. Absolutely. See, that's super cool to me because I always like to ask like how people come up with the their ideas usually and how when writing a song or an album comes about, is it set in stone the way you, people do it? It's like, to me, I know tons of people, and I've been guilty of this myself, where we kind of just all get together on our own, you know, we all kind of get together with riffs that we brought in on yeah. the ne- on the next session for the next <clears throat> album, EP, whatever uh, release yeah. may be. Is is that how you, you were doing this as well? Or were you all in no. the same room? Or No. <laughs> well, you know, I might come up with a riff, but usually, you know, it would be, you know, me and John in the basement just jamming. We just jam a random riff until one, one sticks. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I would have some more parts based off that one riff. And uh, No, I get what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get what you're um, saying. You, 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 you all uh, get together and you play. And what, based yeah, off like, of what, you know, you might be playing this riff in. Yeah, we might start off with, like, like a pretty metal riff. And then, you know, a half an hour later, we're doing, like, a jam band thing. And, like, some random riff comes up. And then we're like, this is, like, the least likely riff <laughs> Right. we would ever ever come up with or use so let's use that one 
you know, it's it's usually the goofiest riff or like whichever is the you know the, the the most fun riff. We just wait till that 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 pops up, and then that's how we we start the song. We'll base a song off that riff, and then you know a couple weeks later, I'll have like actual parts for it that weren't just like jammed out, and then we start like writing the drums. Definitely. So that that's when the real arrangement will happen. Yeah. I've always been envious of these bands who can just get together and jam stuff out. Well, because this I'm is the not first creative time, like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been in a bunch of bands, and so is John. And for me, this is kind of the first time we've like just stuck with whatever, like whatever come, like you know, like like this is the first time I've like had a band where like all the riffs are from like us just jamming instead of like you know a riff that I came up with and then was like, hey guys, uh, do you like this riff? You know, it's all the accidental riffs that we're keeping. Right. You know, those are all the ones that make you laugh at practice and you're like, oh, we should do that riff. And it's like, <laughs> no, let's do it. <laughs> right. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like at this point where most of us in bands tend to be like, yeah, but I wouldn't do this band doesn't write stuff like that. It sounds like at this point you're just kind of letting that guard down and just saying, yeah. you know what? Who the fuck says we don't write that? We yeah. can write whatever we want. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of bands do whatever the fuck they want and stuff. But, well, I, I mean, just as far as far as like genre wise, like we accidentally, I mean, I, I'm not that we're like super bluesy, but like that the whole rock and roll vibe was like unintentional. And since we started like letting that slide more, because like I said, when we started, we thought we were going to be like maybe more thrashy and more just more metal, you know? Right. It, yeah, and, you're uh, fitting the image. But like when when we jam, it's just you know it's hard to stay focused on just being like we need this to be mean and thrashy. So like we'll drift off into like just we just like jam riffs, and you know that's kind of that's where this all comes from. Is like we just stopped giving a shit about like what what kind of band should we be? You know sometimes we tune down to B and like play weird like stoner metal or like D beat crust stuff, and we'll tune back up and be like no this is where we need to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a pretty good hold on all of that, actually. Especially with, you know, the EP, because it's fucking badass, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you like it. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back with more Tantivy here on the Metal Forge in the frozen tundra of Wisconsin. Rock out. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at Maxwell'sHouseOfMusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards! What comes next? Because of the no-shows deal, and you just... I know this just got released about a month ago. So, 
What comes next? Are y'all going to continue the writing process and put something else out? I think that's a big deal for bands now because we're not playing shows. You know, how are you guys going to approach that? Well, I mean, I'm not in a hurry to play shows anyway because... If we're going to play, I want to have a solid lineup. And when shows do come back, we have our other bands to go back to. And uh, I think, you know, Tantivy just needs a little bit more material. Before and shows, uh, right. You know, and I mean, we, but yeah, we definitely do want to play shows and we definitely do want to tour. Um, but, you know, we just got to find a couple of guys or, or whoever to uh, to play the music with us and to make that possible. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, we'll just we're, we're going to try to just keep writing as much as we can. Definitely, yeah. Because that's what I was gonna uh, what I was asking is in the meantime. I mean, because you did put this out on digitally and you put it out on vinyl. And yeah. Vinyl is a huge undertaking at this point in time with most people because a lot of stuff gets pushed back now because how COVID has affected the uh, processing plants and everything for the vinyl. Mm-hmm. So when the year continues with no shows and such, are you all going to try and release something new as well? Um, would yeah, that, hopefully. Would that be a thing? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, things. It, it's expensive to make records and finding the time to write and I would say, yeah, we're definitely, we definitely plan on releasing something. Definitely. Well, that's great news. I mean, because I know there's so many people that are looking forward to it. I threw out a feeler on my uh, Facebook page here a few weeks ago, and I was like, hey, who do you guys want me to interview for February? There were quite a few people who mentioned you guys to, to come on the show. That's why I sent the feeler <laughs> out, and they keep hitting me with people. You should have these guys on. You should have these guys on. You should have these guys on. Well, <laughs> uh, we're happy that you uh, dig the tunes, and uh, it, I was surprised you hit me up, <laughs> to oh. be honest. <laughs> no, that's cool that, that uh, people were suggesting us. Well, absolutely, uh, and you know, because we're, we're we haven't really been around, you know? right? You just had the online presence mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. which I mean, we've never played a show, and and we didn't really tell anybody about the band when we were starting, you know, because we didn't really know if it was gonna, if we were, you know, if we were gonna do it or not, and it's so. But so now we're coming up on almost a year, but you know, still no shows for the first time. Uh, posting music was, you know, just a month ago, so it's yeah. weird that people, you know like know about it already and stuff so oh absolutely and the other cool thing is and we're going to shift gears here a little bit looking at the ep cover and mind you uh everybody out there in metal forge land who's listening that this is a 12 inch ep this isn't like a seven inch vinyl or anything like that so this is like full deal here and Mm -hmm. i think that takes a lot of balls to be able to do that you know to sit there and say well i mean because you know 12 inch vinyl is like i said it's expensive to produce right now and Mm -hmm. you know you could have went the route of seven inch and had like three or four songs on it but y'all went and had everything i've known people who sit there and will you know if every single second is not taken up on the vinyl they look at it to be a waste and that's bullshit because it's like you know i think getting getting the the music out there the most is what matters yeah yeah well for us like none of my past bands have ever put anything out on vinyl and neither is john since all the songs we write for this band are just you know the whole 
thing about this band is just it needs to be fun and you know like when we when we made the records we're like all right <laughs> let's just fucking make them because you know this is a piece of art and we'll always have this to remember and uh we've never done it so you know if people don't buy it who fucking cares <laughs> Right. We had a hundred copies made, and now we're almost out of them. But we weren't expecting that. But it's expensive to to make, and we just looked at it as like, hey, I don't care if nobody buys this. I just want it. <laughs> I want to just have. I want to say I put some songs out. You know. Yeah, just- and on vinyl because I think that's everybody who was born in the late seventies, early eighties. You know, when where we grew up with no vinyl sales. You know, where everything vinyl was secondhand. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most of our listening base, uh, when vinyl was starting to be phased out in the late 80s, you know, where it was just going to strict CD release, mm-hmm. I think that's where, you know, we kind of felt gypped in a way because we never had the, the luxury of being able to put anything out on vinyl until now. And most of us are, you know, between our late 30s and to like 50 years old. I think that's where a big portion of it is, you know, that 20 year age group of people from 30 to 50 are like, holy shit, we can do this now. Mm-hmm. And it is for the keepsake because it seems like a very sought after thing to have. It's like, yeah, yeah. we've never put anything out on vinyl, but we're going to just yeah. because. I mean, someday I just want to show my grandkids or something like that. Like, hey, here's a heavy metal album I put out <laughs> at one point. Check it out. And I have the physical copy and it's cool to have. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the cool things that I love about going to like used stores now even is like these people who have put things out on vinyl back in the the late 60s and early 70s and now now they're like uh, you know they're working they were like 20 years old then and now they're working in some of these like secondhand stores as like a part-time job and they're like yeah if you want something cool to listen to here's something that i did years and years ago and it's like holy shit this is cool (laughs) so i do also like to ask some general questions here these are about you you know about what makes you tick as a musician as a person so on and so forth because as i've said so many times that i'm blue in the face and i hope i to one day not have to say the pandemic has brought us up to you know we're all in this together and so on and so forth yeah (laughs) yeah yeah We're all people, you know. <laughs> We're in this together anyway. We're in this together, yes. We're in it together no matter what, and I just I hate the, the, the COVID uh, shit of having to explain that. But uh, Yeah, we, we, we should all be in this together anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So these questions are uh, usually sent in by some listeners as well as I've got some that I, I kind of rotate in, or, in and around. So mm-hmm. if you're good, I'm good. Let's go ahead and get this started. All right. What album is a playthrough for you, front to back? Um, probably "Bless Black Wings" by On Fire. Awesome. Not a not a dead track on there. <laughs> no, it's probably my favorite album. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite album, that's the main one. Right on. Right on. Uh, are you currently reading anything? Um, no, not really. I'm not a big reader. Okay. No, I get it. Sometimes I have to go for the audiobook. I just feel exhausted. I get it 100%. Aside from music, what do you invest too much time into? Um, my dogs and uh, just hanging out in the woods. I would, I suppose I ride bikes, so I like to make dirt jumps. Cool. 
and trails for for riding bikes and um i got three huskies so in the winter time i like to mush with them and uh <laughs> now being what now I, being in wisconsin it's not something that you're you're actually doing to get to work or anything is it no i'm kidding i'm <laughs> no oh, oh. <laughs> i mean i wish i wish that was oh the case, like but, uh, living in like the northwest territory doing it yeah but no that's this kind of something i do uh on the weekends uh when i can right on so- sounds awesome i mean I know people down here that love it when it gets super cold because they have like German shepherds, like thick coat ones. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, it, it, it got down to like 12 degrees and he's like, they love it. And he loves taking them out for a run when it's that way because they just thrive like crazy in that. Yeah. My, like it's 40 below right now with the wind chill and uh, I have to beg my dogs to come inside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause they, they're, they just like, they go outside and they, they just lay down and take a nap in the cold and they love it. People post on Facebook like, Hey, bring your dogs inside. Right, right, right. <laughs> and which well, you should. Yeah. Which you should, because not all dogs are the same. My neighbors, my ne- yeah, my neighbors hear me like screaming out my back door like hey come on let's go come inside and like the whole time i'm asking them to come inside i'm just like so much cold air is blowing into the house come on guys every second you don't come inside right <laughs> it's right. getting colder in here oh and, the, and they'll, they'll eventually come in but but they don't have a care in the world they're just yeah like, they keep me busy so oh, guaranteed are you currently learning any new skills um i uh, no not i don't really <laughs> I feel like I'm always learning something new every day, but, um, new life skills. Exactly. I don't, I don't know how to, yeah, I don't know how to say, (laughs) I haven't taken on anything new in a while. Right on. So, um, but you know, learn something new every day, but it's cold as shit up there right now. So yeah, it's cold. So I mean, I learned hard to learn anything new, learn how to fix stuff, learn how to build stuff one day at a time. Definitely. What is the worst advice you've ever received? The worst advice? Um, I don't know. Cause you never remember bad advice. Um, I don't take advice from <laughs> very many people. Uh, it's hard to remember the worst advice. There's for not. Me. To be honest, I don't know. I just really don't know. I, I don't really, I mean, there's things I wish I wouldn't have done, but <laughs> right. All right. Well, we can, no, it's all good. We can move on. What's the last thing you watched on YouTube? It's a cold night for alligators, uh, by Rocky Erickson. Oh, was, yeah. I well, I mean, mostly music on on YouTube and uh, bike videos, and but uh, yeah. Today right I've been listening to this Rocky Erickson guy. Hey, had you not heard him much before or anything? No. <laughs> uh, uh, check out uh, the other stuff like the 13th floor elevators and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Because he w- that was uh, the band he was in. Okay. What song or band do you never want to hear again? Um, I never want to hear uh, Hole in the Box or Man in the Box, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that song. It comes on the radio. I don't listen to the radio much, but at work I do and stuff. And that song comes on. I don't know. It's just not my thing. If I had to pick a song, it'd be something like that or um, whatever that Pearl Jam song is. Any, any of the, No. <laughs> you know what? 
you're absolutely right on that. And I don't want to be, I mean, I don't like saying that because I know somebody out there likes that stuff. Oh, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, I agree. It, I'm there's just, a point you know, in the time where stuff is way no. overplayed. Yeah. I mean, and I guess I could see it. Uh, where there was a time when uh, Man in the Box was probably like a super um, cool song. 1996. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just, it, you know, it, like, okay, so it, it's like it's like a classic job site song. And, you know, I'm on a job site all the time, and, like, <laughs> my coworkers will be like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this song fucking rocks, man. You're a rocker, right, dude? Oh, I know. You know, and I'm just like, you no. know, <laughs> no, uh, hang out for a second, Adam. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk some more. We're going to then jam out with some Tantivy here at the Metal Forge. Hey, guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro Wrestling. Worst album by your favorite band. The worst album by my favorite band? Well, then I have to pick a favorite band. That seems to be a big thing, actually, where uh, everybody says, well, now I have to pick a favorite band. I get it. Uh, but like um, a, a band that... Uh, how about... You, okay. Let's pick a let's pick a worst album by a band that I like that'll instead work. of my that'll favorite. Work. That'll work. Um, if I had to go, see, I just like don't want to say anything mean about anyone. No, I get it. I mean, okay, it doesn't have to necessarily be rooted. It, it could be like the the Alice in Chains thing. It could be that it was been, that it's been played out, you know. But what? Well, you, I mean, I just straight up don't not, like Alice in Chains, right? <laughs> but what? It, you know, out of a ba- out of a band that you're okay. a, a big fan of, what mm. what is the the album that just doesn't do it for you that you wish they didn't put out? I don't want to say that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I, that's their art and they, they, you know, they, okay. Um, how about, okay. Let's say, let's say the sword. Okay. I, I liked everything up to, um, warp riders. Interesting. And then I don't like the, whatever they're doing now. The direction that they went after warp riders. I can, but at the same, but the same thing is, is like, I like what they're doing, but, uh, or, or, I mean, I like, I don't know. They have every right to play whatever type of like uh so like warp riders, you could tell that they're like getting like a like a softer rock influence going there. Right. And I like ZZ Top and Thin Lizzy and stuff like that. So I was like, cool. But what I really like the sword is is for their like super heavy stuff on the Age of Winters and Gods of the Earth. I really like that crushing fucking doomy rock stuff they did. And then when they got lighter, you know, just Right. Some of that classic rock stuff just gets a little bland. 
No, I, I, I get it because, you know, I... But at the same time, I'm like, oh, they're probably just hanging out, listening to, like, some really good tunes, and they're like, hey, let's do this, too. <laughs> so they're just, you know, having fun doing their own thing. Oh, definitely. No, I, I absolutely get what you're saying. Those uh, first three albums there, like we had mentioned before, Gods of the Earth, and up to Warp Riders, and then this one that they put out, like, two or three years ago, Used Future, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I thought yeah. it was completely different than... They even warp riders for that for that matter. And I was just kind of, and that was the tour I saw them for the first time on. And I was like, man, for one, they played an extremely long set, like at least 30 songs, it felt like. Oh my gosh, this is like forever. And it just kind of was daunting. So no, I completely get what you're saying with the sword like that, for sure. And it's not, again, not negative. It's just, um, it's just one of those things where it just doesn't do it for me for you like it doesn't do it for me i get it yeah no i do admire them just doing whatever whatever they want so for sure uh what is something that you've always wanted to do that you're not coordinated enough to do lead guitar <laughs> ah. <laughs> Understandable. Um, yeah i wish i was better at uh at lead something that i'm not coordinated enough to do mostly just lead guitar i suppose <laughs> right on i can get i can get behind that what was the first concert you ever attended? It was like a Beatles cover band with my dad oh. by our skate park in Wausau. Right on. If you, I mean, if that counts as my first like show, yeah, I mean. he took me to go see like this uh, reenactment Beatles band, and I was like really into Twist and Shout. I was like, damn, that's the most rockinest song. I still like and, that song. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love that song. Are they gonna play it? And my dad's like, yeah, just wait. I don't need. I don't. I don't know if they ever did it, but because uh, there's a lot of Beatles songs, and uh, when you're a Beatles cover band, I'm sure that's pretty demanding. But I don't think they ever play it. Definitely. What is a food that you cannot stand? Um, mushrooms. Right on. I mean, c- cooked <laughs> mushrooms. I don't know. I can eat them if they're plain, but the the smell of mushrooms frying up in my kitchen. I don't like it. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely something different about it. I yeah, I get it. What's your favorite word? My favorite word, dog. Right on, because you're a dog person, and that works. <laughs> yeah, the word dog makes me happy. Good deal. Uh, got a few more questions. Who do you wish you never saw live? Hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean to come from a matter of of like, oh, oh those guys fucking suck, or just didn't do it for you. You know, you saw them and they were just kind of like. Meh. Skillet. <laughs> I was at a I wish uh, you Woodchuck never saw game. them live either. <laughs> okay, so this is funny. <laughs> Sorry. There's a like a there's a local baseball team in Wassa called the Woodchucks. When I was a kid, I was at a game and Skillet like opened up for the game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if that's one thing I wish I would have never saw live, that would probably be the be the uh, one. <laughs> everything else I've seen live is really good compared to that. Definitely. Aside from guitar, because you're already a guitarist and you can already play bass, what is an instrument you would want to learn how to play? Hmm. Um. I wish I could play drums well. That's right if it was something else not band related, and it would be I wish I could play piano well. Right on. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a big answer for a lot of people is because piano is one of those things where, you know, you have to completely think independently mm-hmm. to be able to play it. You know, the left hand and the right hand and even the, the key changing with the pedals and such. It's it's very complex. Definitely. Yeah. So, Adam, I have one last question. But before we get into that, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Yeah, um, my buddy Elliot Lozier for recording the EP for us. Uh, shout out to Trevor Church for uh, mixing mastering it. It was great. It sounds awesome. And um, uh, Daniel Porta uh, did the artwork. The Pit Forge did the artwork, and it's amazing. It looks great. Oh, absolutely. He he is total badass. Yeah. Yep. It, he blew me away with that cover. So, but you know, he does the coolest stuff. Definitely. And as always, down in the description below, there will be links to get to um, Tantivi, the Bandcamp page, the Facebook page. Go give these guys a like, a share, and a follow, uh, the Instagram page, all of that. So, last question of the day here. Yep. What album changed your life? Um, Bless Black Wings, High and Fire. <laughs> I, I kind of knew that's where this was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that or Kill em All, I don't know. Definitely. I think Kill 'em All changed a lot of lives. If I could shout out one album that I could encourage people to listen to, it would be City Weapons by a band called Anepsy. Definitely. That, that's definitely, um, if I could put an album against Bless Black Wings for like my one of my biggest influences as a kid, it would be that album. Definitely. So, so you heard him, guys. Go out and get it. Go out and yeah. listen to that. Because with the stuff that they put out, with, with that Tantivy puts out, shit. It's got to be great. Off of the EP, what do you want me to play out for you guys today? Um, let's do Nowhere, because I think that's our favorite track to play. Hell yeah, so you heard it. This is Nowhere.
Hey everybody, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here. And there's three tiers. There's the Down and Dirty Dollar tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> 